Listen up, you bunch of crazies. This is Matt Nornrad Creamer, and you're listening to XVGM. Get in here, you bunch of rascals. Welcome to XBGM Radio, where the bits keep coming. I'm Mike. And I'm Justin. And this is episode 96, Slayin' 2, with composer Matt Creamer, a.k.a. Norrin Rad, a return guest. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, Matt, so we can chat up your ear about what is potentially your best soundtrack. Mm. I I would agree. <laughs> it, it, this is a killer soundtrack. I it mean, is. People listening will find out by the time we get to the end, but uh, yes. I, I have to say you are in for a treat. Indeed, yes. This one I've been talking to Matt about for uh, just Literally years. Months. Literally years. years. <laughs> he sent me the original version of the soundtrack, like the pre-finished build of it, because we were chatting about it, and I was just, like, blown away. After the game came out, I downloaded it, and really loved it like it was so good you know it's one of those experiences that's like it's a it's a retro styled game but it has a very like mix it's a great mix between a modern and a retro soundtrack it's it's got all the melody and charisma of a retro soundtrack but it's got all the the fine tunings of a modern like a modern style retro game sound. Yeah, yeah, and I, I gotta like say, your like shovel nights and you know, yeah, your... you hear a lot of that in in the the, the tracks that we just came in on. Yeah, uh, which was a double track. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what was that? It was that was tracked. a a tracked mode intro, which is just like a, almost like an arcade game yeah, where they yeah. have the attract mode, and then the title screen, which is actually a throwback to Slayin' One. Mm. See. I did my homework. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah you've done your homework. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Well, that's how we do on XVGM. Slayin' 1 was a mobile game only, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm assuming that they brought you in for that game. You did the soundtrack for that one. And I'm assuming that they were like, all right, let's bring him back because he's just so good. Let's bring him back for Slayin' 2. Uh, was there anything in particular that they were like, we want you to do this differently or we want you to include the original like theme or motif for that in, in the second game soundtrack? 
Yeah, definitely. So it was a, a one developer. He developed the whole uh, game. He did all of Slayin. He was the developer, and uh, FDG was the publisher. Pixel and, Licker um, is the developer. Pixel Licker, yeah. Yeah. And so he came back, and originally FDG wasn't going to pick up Slayin 2 to be like a game again, and he was going to just develop it on his own. Hmm. So he, he contacted me separately and wanted me to come back for the game. And so it was him and I working for a while, and then he eventually kept pitching it to them until they're like, all right, all right, we'll take it. Nice. <laughs> uh, we'll take it and run with it. But uh, that was one of the few things he was like, I want that. Can we make that intro like into, you know, the I mean, I had to prototype on the soundtrack. There's a there's a track at the end called like original pitch or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, mm. it's my original pitch. I sent him like, what about this? Is this a good prototype? Because that's how every project starts for you. Basically, just throwing prototypes at him. Like, what sure. does this sound like? You know, like try something with FM bass, try something with real bass, right. try guitars and blah, blah. And that was the first time it stuck uh, where it's like, we need real guitars. That's what he <laughs> he was originally going to get me to record real guitars. And I was yeah. like, you know, what? I don't I don't think I can record what's in my head as cleanly as I need to. So uh, the whole thing was basically sequenced on the uh, piano with like uh, samples of actual guitar playing. Oh, wow. Uh, like, like, well, they, they've got a really good now where like you can hit one key and it's like one strike on a guitar and then you sequence it all to sound like you're doing all the guitar techniques like palm mutes and hammer on pull-offs and stuff. So oh, wow. I was able to treat it a lot like a chiptune. So it was like, all right, we finally found the protocol. I'm going to write it like a chiptune soundtrack, but it's going to be a rock arrange of a chiptune soundtrack. So in my brain, I was basically like, okay, write the chiptune first and then do a rock arrange of what I'm hearing in my head. Okay. And then sequence that. So uh, that was the one where I'm like, I remember he's like, I need this title screen to be in the rock format. I'm like, I can't do it. The gallop, it doesn't work. And it, yeah. that was a really hard thing to pull off, but because it didn't sound cool to me. Uh, and I just fluked out with that uh, intro part, like, dan, da, 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 da. Yeah. And it was just something, I, I was watching some tutorial video on YouTube where they were showing you how to do this chord progression. And I just, I tried it on my own keyboard. I'm like, that sounds like the intro. And, and it made it so I could actually turn the, the original eight bit slaying track into a rock track it, oh, it all cool. worked out as a goddamn cool. miracle <laughs> as far as the uh the chiptune did you actually record and is there like a finished version of of some of these songs in like an 8-bit like nes style a great question yeah um no what i'm basically ah. doing is in my head i'm basically running two processes where it's like i well just by natural default my my natural way of writing is always going to be chiptune like i chords on a piano i don't think i've ever hit a chord on a piano and then hit <laughs> another chord like a chord progression yeah. in my head i'm always thinking like nes where it's like two melodies have to play at the same time and if they happen to you know generate some sort of chord structure that's yeah. fine but like the nes couldn't they could only hit two notes at a time and maybe a bass note so right. at most you'd only ever hear three notes so usually nintendo's two melodies playing at once with a bass line underlying yeah. like the sort of chord progression yeah. and so that's the way i write everything because i just i don't hear chords in my head i hear melodies and yeah. so that's what i did for this soundtrack so I'm, I'm hearing the melodies in my head and having to say like all right before i write that as a chip tune what would it sound like as guitar riffs so it's like that's palm mutes that's hammer on pull-offs that's you know legato that's so it doesn't hurt that i play guitar my whole life but mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it was just funny to, to come the other way around because in like 2000 2004 and 2005 i started covering nintendo music on guitar i have a sure. bunch of like guitar arranges and so that was me taking nintendo music and saying like well what does this sound like on guitar mm-hmm. and so i just did basically the reverse process from like what is the thing i'm hearing in my head sound like on guitar like mm-hmm. um, yeah, really we talked we, we talked about this before i'm pretty sure on the last episode that we did when we had you on which was the shakedown hawaii or it might have mm-hmm. been when we did a we did a patreon exclusive episode where we did a live show with you yes. and we might have talked mm-hmm. about it there too but the very first you know talking about guitar the very first thing i ever heard from you was way back when on ocr remix when you did you did a cover of guile's theme and it was all like guitar and like i still have it on my phone it still comes up i still rock out to it 
It's great. I remember talking to you about it before and you were like, oh no, please. Yeah. Like you were so embarrassed by it. It was so funny. But that it's just funny to see you go back to that kind of style because after that, I didn't really hear of anything that you really did until you did Retro City Rampage. Mm -hmm. And once I heard that, I was like, who's this guy? And then I realized, oh wait, that's Jake Kaufman. Then I heard, <laughs> <laughs> then I heard your stuff and was like, oh my God, this is also, also awesome. Which was, I think, Do or Die, I think is the name of the track, right? Oh yeah, yeah it's yeah. a banger. Yeah. Mm. So I was like, oh my God, who's this guy? And then I found out about you. And ever since then, it's been like, yo, this dude's awesome. So <laughs> what do you think about this song? It was it was pretty cool. I mean, both of them. So again, it was it was two tracks. Mm -hmm. uh, I will say the 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 attract track w was exactly what I what I would have expected. If I was walking through an arcade and I heard that, I would definitely stop and be like, "What's going on over yeah, here?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very frantic, but like that. That's what you want to do in an arcade is mm -hmm. you want to you know, get your sound out there and make sure it sounds good to get mm -hmm. people to to check out the rest of it. For sure. Um, yeah. And then that title was just epic. And I was going to ask, and then you already confirmed what you were talking about. I was like, I think I was hearing galloping bass in there, and and you, you mentioned. You, you, you were, I guess, you were having a little bit of trouble with the galloping, but it it sounded really good, mm -hmm. and it was it was subtle. Like it wasn't just like a lot of the galloping based stuff that we talk about and we listen to. Sure, it's very very blatant. Right. Um, and the fact that it was subtle and uh, it, it played in with the rest of the melody and the rest of what was going on, mm. I thought it was really cool. Like I like when I have to question things. It, it's great when I'm just like, oh yeah, that's this. Yeah. But when I'm like, oh, I think it's, <laughs> I think I hear this thing. I'm gonna have to go back and listen because yeah. I'm gonna be honest, that melody. And the, and the and the the synth and everything really like that locked me in, man. Yeah. Like all I was listening to was that ban and like really uplifting, soaring melodies. It's what you come to expect from Matt Creamer, of course. But on top of that, there is nothing better than hearing a really solid title track mm. like this. So it really kind of lets you know, hey, this game's gonna kick butt right from the beginning, and here's why. You know, it was hard to pick between the two, so I was like, screw it, we're just gonna play both, they're both pretty short. Yep, yep. Let's move on to uh, our next pick. I guess we'll go back and forth with what we, what you and I have picked out. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. uh, we're both kind of all over the place in, in what we got here. Yeah, That's for sure. Where, where yeah, from. like, I definitely went for, so I picked my first three, and then I was like, I'm gonna hold off because I don't wanna pick all the bangers. I was like, I don't want to be that guy and just be like, here's a rocker, here's a rocker, here's a rocker. So I was like, let me hold off and let me let Justin pick stuff. They're all bangers. They are all bangers, but rockers. Oh, you. There's, there's a difference between a banger and yep, a rocker. Yep, yep. So my natural nature is go with the rockers all the time. And you seem to pick a little bit more uh, stuff with like a little bit more range, a little bit different stuff than I would have picked, which just, I think, complements like both say, of our that's, styles. That's how our show works. Right, exactly. <laughs> so as soon as you picked all your tracks today, I was like, okay, let me run in and grab the other two rockers that I wanted to pick. So, <laughs> nice. But I told Matt this, and I'll tell you, the audience, this. It was so difficult <laughs> to pick tracks for this episode. <laughs> is what it is. So we're gonna do something special for you guys. Matt has generously given us six copies of the soundtrack digitally. So we are going to offer them up to you after the show. Mm -hmm. So after you listen to the show, uh, go to our social medias, there'll be links down below. There's gonna be one soundtrack, one digital soundtrack code for each of our social medias. Yep. So, so Facebook, yeah. Twitter, Twitter, Discord, in Instagram, Instagram, and YouTube. And, YouTube. and for, first person to comment and email. That's six. And, and, yeah, and, and email. email. Yeah. So the, the first person to comment or email. Um, tell us your favorite song. Tell us, tell us your favorite song and why. 
Yes. Uh, and we will respond with a, code. a free code to download the soundtrack. Yeah, we'll this, DM this, you or... Yeah. yeah. And this is a 36 track soundtrack just so people know like yeah. we 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 really struggled to pick our favorites because there's so many tracks and yeah. they are all really good yes, yes so you're only getting a taste anyways <laughs> let's get to it uh, our first pick today is swarms of the eastern grassland by our guest of honor matt creamer What a banger. That was Swarms of the Eastern Grassland off of Slayin' 2 from our guest of honor, Matt Creamer. Mm. Yes. Oh, man. I love, love this song. This was, I think, the first song that I listened to off the soundtrack that you provided that I was like, oh, my goodness. I can't wait for this game to come out <laughs> because, man, the shreddiness, the constantly, like, elevating levels of melody. Mm -hmm. It's going to be really hard for me to talk about this because it's like trying to describe why I love Iron Maiden. Okay. You know, like, yeah, I could go with the generic, like, galloping bass and this and that and the soaring vocals and blah, blah, blah. But, like, it's one of those soundtracks that's, like, you listen to it and, for me at least, all the hairs kind of <laughs> stand up inside my head. Mm -hmm. Like, not even the outside hairs, but, like, the inside hairs. Okay. You know, it's weird. But it only happens on my head and the back of my neck. And like you, especially if you put it on the car and then you're just like rocking out, you know, to the point where like, oh man, I really should pay attention to the road, the road. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that melody of uh, the entire part and the guitars, the, you know, different octaves, you know, the that just like every moment in the song that I'm like, oh man, like he hit the peak, like now it's going to drop down. And it only really drops down once you get that pulsing kind of synth bass 
that kind of comes oh, in yeah, right, yeah. Before, right right during the loop the do 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 and then you get it brought back in so it's got this like synth wave synth metal mm. melody kind of thing that's going on with it it's it's like peanut butter and chocolate peanut butter and chocolate <laughs> sure let's go with that yeah so you hear you hear a lot of this in the opening tracks that we played as well mm. but the the blend of like what sound like real instruments and uh, and like chip tune synth uh, or like synthesizers and like i hear a lot more quote unquote real instruments in the bass and a lot more synth in like the main melody and it's it is a really cool blend because like I'm I'm listening and like my ears are kind of bouncing between like oh yeah like hear hear like that 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 real bass mm. and, and like the percussion and everything else and then like getting the nostalgia out of like all the synthesizer and like it's it's a mega bit of of nostalgia because it's not just one any like one thing like there's a lot mm -hmm. of I grew up in the 80s like what synthwave is all like you know respect to the like the the synth sounds of like the movies in the 80s and yeah. I love that stuff so like I'm getting a lot of like Nintendo Genesis I'm getting a lot of video game and like 80s movies vibes mm -hmm. and it's just it's it, it like all just kind of like bubbles up yeah Shakedown Hawaii in the beginning it sounds like a lot of stuff from like Shakedown Hawaii that he oh, did. Oh yeah. Where it's a lot of like the 80s movie kind of like a Scarface, you know, with that pulsating bass. But once it picks up, man, it's just straight up metal. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I know Matt's a metal guy too, so it's right up his alley, it's right up our alley. Mm. So I don't know, now that we've like not shut up about this song, tell, <laughs> tell me what you were thinking about when you composed this one. It's hard to remember what the developer uh, specifically asked for, but every one of the every one of the levels in this game, Pixel Licker really wanted each level to have like sort of um, context to it, like a story a story driven reason for why you're there or or something. I can't remember what exactly he wanted with this one, but um, I wasn't just left to my own devices. Like write another banger, write another banger. Like this is what he wanted, because that, otherwise that's what I'd be doing. Like, right. Final boss theme, ten final boss themes in a row. That'll be my track. Um, uh, but this one. I can't remember exactly what he was asking for, but you guys really, um, you know, you actually brought it up, Justin, that, that it made me remember when we were prototyping for this game, like the first game was an 8-bit game, so it was easy to prototype that. It's like write 8-bit music, and I know how to do that already. But when you when you pull back the curtain, it's like, well, there's no limitation anymore. What's your protocol now? It's <laughs> like for a guy like me, that comes that becomes really hard because I'm not writing chords. So what I, well, I have to come up with like sort of a, a new protocol. So I had a couple of things I was using for the soundtrack, and you exactly mentioned it. Like sometimes it sounds real, sometimes it sounds synthesized and what I was basically doing was okay I want to have a real bass that I can use sometimes ah. and I want to have a synth bass I can use sometimes and I want to also combine them sometimes and so hmm. some songs in this soundtrack used always the same real bass patch like hmm. sounds like a real bass some songs always used like an FM bass sound like right off the Sega Genesis and sometimes I would mix them together and on a few soundtracks uh, I think it was either this one or one of the other Grassland ones there's a lot of Grassland tracks there is in this game. I know um <laughs> Uh, Eastern grasslands, southern grassland, just the regular grasslands. Uh, but one of them was actually just like an actual synth bass patch that I probably did use on uh, Shakedown Hawaii because a uh, funny thing too, I wrote both these soundtracks at the exact same time and they both took three years to write. Oh, wow. Um, both projects just kept uh, like expanding out. So I was like, all right, today I'm writing Slaying 2, and then it would be literally next day I'm writing Shakedown Hawaii. Mm. And and during those two projects, I wrote like four or five other projects at the same time. And at one point, I actually did have five soundtracks I was working on at the same time. So I would come in and sit down and be like, different composer, different hat, like, let's go, let's go. So there's yeah. bound to be some spillover. 
Um, that makes sense. Yeah, that, that was basically what I was trying to do. And the other thing, um, I wanted to mix orchestral stuff in the soundtrack as well. And my basis for that was like, hey, you remember that Metallica thing they did with that whole orchestra where it was like uh, S&M, televised yeah. or whatever? Mm-hmm. I remember I stayed up. I don't even necessarily like Metallica like as a whole, but there's obviously great tracks. And I was just up stupidly late in like grade 11 or grade 12 in Canada that was just on TV and I had to stay up and watch the whole thing I'm like this is out of control mm-hmm. this is completely out of hand like they did battery with a with, they did battery with an orchestra like that is out of hand it's crazy so I kind of cats and dogs mass yeah. hysteria <laughs> living together yeah all right yeah that was basically all I had to go by I'm like I know it can be done and I didn't reference Metallica at all I'm just like well let's see if I can combine that as well so that was all part of my protocol for what the soundtrack should sound like okay very okay. cool yeah that's awesome yeah the fact that you have real bass and FM bass in there is just crazy just like you said, like cats and dogs, mass hysteria, living together. <laughs> well, get this, get this. I, to, to add to that, do you guys know the song We Built the City on Rock and Roll? Sure. Oh, of course. All right. If you guys ever listen to that track again, try and listen to where it's like, that's a real bass, that's an FM bass. And they they, they do the exact same thing where it's like real yeah. bass here, FM bass here. Oh, that's true. And then true. they combine it sometimes too. And that's where I got the idea. I'm like, I think in the 80s, everyone just added a little bit of FM bass behind their real bass player. Just a little bit because yeah. maybe that metallic sort of 80s vibe. Like it always huh. had that weird digital sound to it. So I wanted to toy with that. Okay. I don't know if that's what they did. I'm like, I want to, I'm going to try that. So you basically just mix them together, compress them together and have them sort of equal one sound mm. and see if, it, see if it worked. Okay. Nice. Cool. Very cool. All right, well, we're, of course, going to talk about the game, but Justin's going to pick a track, so what do we got? We are going to next listen to Remains of the Burned Forest from Slayin' 2 by Matt Creamer. Welcome back. That was Remains of the Burned Forest from this 2020 game called Slain 2. So this came out on the Switch and was composed by our guest of the evening, uh, Mr. Matt Creamer. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. This uh, That oh, man was for Matt. Oh, I mean, that Not man is for, is no, for I'm everything. Just I'm, yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I picked this song because I thought it was a mic song. No. I remember when uh, I first heard this song for you picking it. 
because hmm. I went and listened to it, and I have not heard the song yet in the game. The game yeah, I don't yeah. believe. I know because if I had heard it, I would have stood straight out to me. <laughs> um, very clearly sounding like a boss theme, and I know we joked earlier that you basically would just write a million boss themes. Is this the boss theme in the game? I, I don't know. No, but uh, this is a late <laughs> level track okay. in the game, and and we wrote the music in the game basically sequentially from kind of the most lighthearted levels all the way to the the end of the game. Like it's basically like five levels in a row where it just keeps getting more and more intense. <laughs> okay. Um, and this was like second to last or third to last level. Mm, that's why I haven't heard it. Yeah, th this feels like an end game level. I mean, aside from just the name, I mean, when you take the name of the track into you know remains of the burned forest, um, I mean, it, it evokes in me like you are trying to get out like there's mm. some, something going on i mean remains of the burnt forest it seems like you know something's already happened but in my mind like the forest is still on fire mm. and you are trying to escape under over out or through <laughs> however it is like you need to get the heck out mm -hmm. either you're being chased or you know the forest is on fire behind you like it's very frenetic like right up right all up front you've got this crazy fast synth going on and, and it just like it really gets me in, in that like anxiety mode of like oh my god oh my god we gotta go we gotta go yeah yeah uh, yeah and then it, it kind of mellows out towards the middle but like it, it keeps that energy pretty much all the way through I just love the shreddiness of the guitar the but I also noticed this for the first time hearing it through headphones in the background. During that part, you've got this, I don't know what it is. It almost sounds like some sort of a percussion instrument that's matching the melody that the and it's like cracking skulls. I don't, I really don't know. I don't know. It's some kind of like percussion at the very, like if you listen, if you play it back and you listen to it, it's really subtle in the background. What is that? Is that a percussion instrument? Yeah, you're right. I'm glad you picked up on that. I really like that as well. Cause you know, that's the old chiptune artist in me where it's like, you don't just repeat a pattern, you know, four times and then move to the next. You gotta be adding to the pattern while you're repeating it four times. So that's me. Okay, I've done it two times in a row here the second two times i get a, i gotta add something so what i added there was a wood block ah that's um, it but okay. usually well usually wood blocks are just one note like right 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 but i'm pretty sure i got that wood block from retro video games somewhere you know there's just files out there like mm -hmm. an old degraded wood block sound that i can put <laughs> in my own synthesizer mm. and then play like if it's if it's tuned if it's an actual note the wood block hits then you can tune it yeah. and then make it so your keyboard can play it at any key and as long as you don't go too far away from the original recording note uh, it sounds pretty good. So, okay. you know, like I can do the same notes myself. Yeah, that checks out. All That's I can really picture cool. is a gnome playing with like two sticks on a wood block, like, <laughs> like just up and down all over it, just getting yeah. different sounds. Like when you hit a glass when it's like half full or yeah, like if yeah. you've got a bunch of different glasses and you're just like going crazy with the spoons to make like different noises. Yeah. That's what I pictured, just one giant wood block and a gnome wearing like the golden axe, like little hat and you know, <laughs> that's what I pictured. So. Fair enough. Let's talk about this game before we get any yeah. crazier with the music. So Slayin' 2 is the sequel to Slayin'. Wait, what? Yes, believe it or not. <laughs> Slayin' was a mobile game, but this is exclusive to the Switch at, at, at this point in time. It's basically a mobile platform. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah. Uh, Slayin' returns, and this time you can bring a friend. So it's not just single player. Now you can bring your buds for local drop-in, drop-out multiplayer. You play as up to eight unlockable characters, and they all have different like moves, uh, like skill sets and play styles. For the most part, it's all medieval style. Mm -hmm. So it's all like, you know, hero... Like, 
like warriors and wizards and you know yeah like they have ninjas they have like sorceresses and stuff like that so they all have different abilities and what you do is after you beat the first few levels as just playing as the like generic knight you could change like you know between like a white knight or a black knight you know like in terms of their skin color or whatever and like their outfits change too once you get to a certain part of the game it unlocks the town so you go to this town and you can kind of run all over the town to like meet other heroes Mm -hmm. and you could pay them like whatever it is a thousand coins or something like that and they'll join your rank Hmm. so then you can pick before each level you could pick between different heroes you can level their weapons up you can level their magic abilities up you know uh, all their different things and that's that's kind of the basic style or whatever of of what you're doing in the game What's, what's the genre? Because so far what you've, what you've described to me sure. is almost Castle Crash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I know uh, it's not. And I know, I'm, not, I'm not knocking anything. Yeah. It's, I, know, I know it's not it. So. It's, I guess you could say it's an action RPG because there's okay. stuff that you can level up, like mm-hmm. all the abilities and whatnot. But it takes a lot of inspiration from East, mm. like the older East games, in the sense that it's like that bump mechanic for attacking. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you run left to right, and it's a single screen. Each level has a different, like visual aesthetic so like sometimes you're in the swamp sometimes you're in the grasslands sometimes you're in the desert mm-hmm. you know etc cetera, etc cetera. there's a foreground and a background very similar to like guardian heroes like that mm-hmm. type of style where you can press a button and you'll flip back and forth mm-hmm. between okay. the two um, but it's a single screen like that with those two different layers and what you're essentially trying to do is run through enemies in the same style as east the first two games there's the one complaint that i do have about it is there's no real like physical feedback in terms of you getting hit so you'll run through an enemy and you'll see your health bar like drain Uh, you know you mm -hmm. won't like get any kind of haptic feedback like in the controller uh your character won't bounce backwards so to speak uh uh, there's some rare exceptions where i think if like you bump into a shield like a specific type of thing like that like you might bounce back a little bit But for the most part, you're just running left and right, blowing through enemies, and that's pretty much like the style of gameplay. The stronger you become, the easier it is to blow through the enemies. Mm -hmm. And there's also strategies for beating the bosses too, because after each level, like you'll get treasure chests and stuff that you'll have to like uh, get different power-ups like speed or Mm -hmm. invulnerability and stuff like that. And eventually, if you beat enough the, the enemies, you'll unlock the boss and then the boss comes down you got to defeat the boss if you defeat the boss then you move on to the next stage Mm -hmm. so there's a world map and that's where you kind of move all over the place you know you get like the the dots that draw to the next area or whatever now the map is it's pretty simplistic for the most part but it's a really fun game like i bought this for matt's soundtrack uh for the game itself and then afterwards like i you know played the game and i was like oh this game's actually fun okay good <laughs> okay awesome always a so, treat always a treat so now i have a good game with a with a good soundtrack so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm i'm happy so uh yeah we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the game as we uh as we go through but uh yeah. so definitely check it out it currently costs 11.99 unless there's some kind of super sale but uh it's 11.99 on the switch on the switch nice yeah mm-hmm. pick that up tonight when i go home actually yeah it's <laughs> super worth it yeah i'm i'm pretty far into it but i haven't beaten it yet so mm. next pick is gonna be hordes based in the lagoon so we're stepping away from the grasslands jumping into the lagoon all right taking a dip all right let's do it
All right, thanks for joining us back on our Slayin' 2 episode with composer Matt Creamer. That was Hordes Faced in the Lagoon, and it's off the May 7th, 2020 release of Slayin' 2. Oh, man. Yeah. So good. Love that guitar work there. So I did notice what I believe is a pan flute way in the background, like maybe about a uh, shakuhachi. Oh, shakuhachi. Oh, that's fancy. like the, the ninja one. That's the one you'd hear in all the ninja games. Yes. Oh, the... yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shakuhachi yeah. flute. Okay. It was the one that they always like threw in in like Ninja Gaiden or like um, Shinobi or whatever, where they'd have like mm-hmm. that like yeah, that, yeah. but it always sounded 8-bit, so you never knew what it was, but <laughs> there you go. That's what it is. That's really cool, and I, I appreciate that you called that out, too, because mm. you said Chakuhachi, and I was like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> he knew exactly not, where we were going. not a shamisen, clearly. No, <laughs> not a shamisen. No, but yeah, that's we're going to have to add a, um, a, a Shakuhachi emoji to yeah. Discord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cool, though. I got some mega, uh, I'm using the word mega a lot tonight, but I'm getting some mega prog rock vibes out of this. I, mm. I actually, I always take notes when I'm when I'm listening, and I just, I wrote down total prog rock, uh, Dream Theater. Like, there, there, okay. there's a, a few bits in here that just remind me of some some of my favorite bits from um, Scenes from Memory and stuff like that. Mm. Curious if, if that was, if, if, if I'm picking up on the right vibes, or if, if you were going for something else, or if, if this was, like, a little prog rock influenced. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm not necessarily a Dream Theater. I'm more like tech metal. But okay. I had a, I had a, I, or like 70s Italian prog that I, I kind of go from between those two. But yes, yeah, it all in and everywhere in between it all kinds of meets in the same spot. So, yeah, definitely, definitely prog influenced a lot of this one. This one was like the the lagoon was like the swampy jungly level. And, and it was just supposed to be the like the, the kind of the least structured song. I felt like it was just supposed to be like kind of chaos, like vines everywhere. Like I that's how I, that. I kind of. Yeah, it. I was thinking that, too, while I was listening to it. I was like, you know what? This sounds kind of all over the place. And it jumps so much, mm. like not in terms of style necessarily, but just the whole thing jumps yeah, around like, from, from riff idea to yeah. riff idea. It's almost like listening to old school Metallica, where okay. they they did a lot of that, where they'd be like, "Let's take a riff idea that we like, let's put yeah. it next to another riff idea that we like," and they just kept building yeah. these like really progressive thrash metal songs until they just became this like nine minute like craziness where you're just mm-hmm. completely thrown from you know one end yeah, of the yeah. song to the other and i definitely get those elements here so dream theater i guess would probably be you know i, I could see that but i also see the more like thrashy elements to it yeah too. yeah and i mean to to clarify like i am a dream theater fan but most of my love of dream theater comes from what the heck is the album called because scenes from a memory is a song and then they did an entire album as a sequel to that so it might have it might have actually been scenes part two that's where like most of my love of dream theater is mm. I've, I, I've heard a lot of their other stuff and, and it, it is great but like that's what i really enjoyed okay. from them so okay. and anytime i hear anything that reminds me of that it's just it's immediately where my mind goes yeah and so it, it's it, it's not just like dream theater it, it's specifically like justin's version of <laughs> dream theater which is a specific album yeah 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 <laughs> oh man but yeah this is this is great so there's a story mode in the game there's also an arcade mode mm. in the game i'm not sure which one i'm playing through i believe it's story mode i don't think i even saw an arcade mode and was like, oh, I'll do that one because I'm moving around in the world map and I don't think there's probably, I'm assuming that there's no world map in the arcade mode, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Perhaps you unlock one mode when you finish the other. Oh yeah, possibly. 
Yeah, that, that might be. I wonder how this plays in multiplayer. We'll have to try it out sometime. I was going to say, like, I, I would, I'd be down for doing the the couch co-op. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bummed that it, it's uh, not online multiplayer because then I'd, I'd grab it and be like, all right, we're going to play online this weekend. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, definitely get together and do like a video game day. We'll play your Golden Axe cabinet. We'll do. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> some of this slaying too. Yeah. yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. So let's move into my next pick here. We're uh, we're gonna go from hordes facing the lagoon to showdown with a giant dragon. Ooh, sounds fun. Let's give it a battle. I mean, listen. <laughs> listen, battle. God, welcome back. You've just returned in one piece, surprisingly. From oh the my showdown goodness. with a giant dragon. Oh lord, wow, <laughs> that was amazing. I mean, yeah. so I will admit, your first three tracks, I listened to very little. <laughs> I, I listened to the first three because I didn't want to spoil it for myself. Gotcha, gotcha. Because I didn't recognize the first like couple notes, mm -hmm. and I mostly picked like what uh -huh. I was familiar with. Yeah, yeah, because I loved it. Mm -hmm. But this was. Oh man, I was like smiling from ear to ear. I, I looked at you towards the end. And I thought you were laughing. I was gonna say I was gonna call, call you out. I was like, "What do you? What, what made you laugh?" Because it was okay. So well, I, I don't even know if you were laughing. There were but. just so many layers to this. Like, first off, the the insane beats per minute on this. Like, I don't know what you were like. If you were like, "All right, so this song, we're gonna do four thousand beats per minute." Um, everyone's going to have a heart attack when they hear it, and everyone's going to die. It's going to be amazing. But no, like, it starts off very chill, like, for the most part, like, very orchestral or whatever. Oh, yeah. And then as it's going with those, with those, like, main melodies or with the 
crazy chuggy guitar mm -hmm. and just thrashy chugginess. Then it it goes up a layer. The one thing I will say that I love about Matt's music is in almost every soundtrack that I've ever heard, he always has at least one song where he's like, okay, we're gonna build and build and build mm. and build. There's often in in VGM, there's you know peaks and, and valleys. You right, know, there's right. there's rising action, falling action. Mm -hmm. Matt's action is always rising. Uh, it's <laughs> always up. going up a notch, up a notch, up a notch. And even when he's falling, like even when he's dropping out, you know, towards the end of the song, it loops back into the beginning typically. Mm -hmm. So you're just on this roller coaster <laughs> wave of constant. It's it's like never getting dropped on yeah, a roller yeah. coaster. You're just constantly <laughs> going up. But man, I, I started laughing because it, it got to a point and I don't know, maybe it was like towards the middle of the song. There was a part where like there's a lot of orchestral stuff mm -hmm. happening in the background. Like, like you got that call and answer orchestral yes, bit. Yes. I loved that. Where I, it's like -na 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 -na, with the guitar doing like a call and answer with the orchestral parts. Mm -hmm. All while, you know, the still craziness is going on in the background with the with the drums. The part right after that where it's like da 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 with the drums, that's what made me go ha ha ha. It's like, <laughs> and, nice. And, I'm not just trying to blow smoke up your butt, Matt. I'm sorry. Like people need to hear the soundtrack, and I said that to you, if you recall, when he sent it to me. Yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, you got to listen to this. This is like one of the best things I've ever done, and I'm like, yo, straight up, this is amazing. And you remember. Mm -hmm. When I heard it, I was like, dude, you got to get Slayin' 2. First off, just buy the game because it's a lot of fun. But second off, you have to hear this soundtrack. It's so good. we got to get Matt on to do an episode for this. And we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, every time we were like, it, we, like it's Life just been, been crazy in the it, last two years. Yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> oh, and for it, sure, just, sure. it just, it kept getting pushed back mm -hmm. and further and further and further. And But now we're here. But now we're here. And it's so good to be here because <laughs> it's just, that yeah. was so good. You know, I, I like that you called out the call and response thing because that, yes. that's something that, that I wrote down too. And it, it's, it's throughout. Like, I feel like there's always something going on with call and response, even in the slower part you've got mm. it i mean it, it's much simpler but it's still just like the ba but and i mean yeah. you you don't really always catch that as call and response but the persistence of of that motif like not motif but the persistence of that technique in in other ways like you said with the guitars and stuff mm. like it all just feels like call and response which is really cool because you, you just have the song basically having a conversation yeah which is so cool and then I, I didn't notice the organ at first because it was so blindingly fast <laughs> I was just like what is that and then I was like oh that's an organ yeah, yeah. what the heck yeah that's so so cool like I, there's been plenty of songs that, that, that I've heard with with like fast organ mm. usually it's you know a lot of a lot of rock stuff but it's just not something that I expected to hear in this context mm. uh, and then once I realized that that it was just like a rock organ or whatever type of organ it was like oh man that is that is wild what what was the inspiration on this one the, I assume this is like a, a, a final boss. battle yeah, or, or boss. Like a boss yeah game. it's a yeah late level uh, in the game where uh, it's actually there's not enemies in it it's just you go right in it's just this fight with the big dragon it's Ooh. the only level like that i think in the entire game okay i mean it was a pretty late a late addition to the game like it was something that was added very late in the game and i'd already i felt like i'd already used all my tools in my toolkit because this is a, mm. 39 tracks or whatever it's like mm. a lot of tracks mm. on a game or 36 or whatever yeah you know i just i kind of had to i had to make it sound like you're fighting a giant dragon and then mm. you know we we dive back in again and so you know i i i'd used the organ sound in the uh the graveyard level and i thought i really liked the way it sounded with the guitars and so i was like all right you know let's tr try and make this sound distinct as well throw it in why not mm. you guys you did mention the call and response thing and i i don't think i was doing it intentionally but <laughs> i really did i really did feel like 
like the entire soundtrack, I was trying to sound like Ingve Malmsteen playing with an orchestra behind him or something. So okay. Like, All right, he's gonna play a bit, and then the orchestra's gonna help him out, and then yeah. So yeah, it's like I, it's just a natural thing that sort of happens, especially if you're not thinking about things in terms of chord progressions, more like melodies and melodies. So it's like. You don't want to just have one melody just going nonstop at you. You kind of have to like go back and forth. Sure. But the funny thing with this track was, I think of all the songs in the entire game, this was the only time where I said, all right, to hell with it. We're just going to add everything all at once at the very end of the song. <laughs> and so that's why I like, I was like, man, if you look at the compressor, the compressor is like barely holding on because everything's like, go, go, go. Yeah. Like, all right, throw the organ in with the guitars and the orchestra and the drums. And let's see if it all, and the bass. And let's see if it works. And it's like, oh. it's not working. Like, it's, it's breaking apart almost. And I also have in the background, like, it's a technique I learned from uh, electronic music, actually. It's like, hey, if you want to transition between one section to a next one, just have a rising sound. Sometimes it's just white noise. Like, yes. Boom. And then yeah. you hit. And so it's like, I have that going in the background, too. So it's like, huh. it almost is pure noise just at that end. And it's doing those fast. It's like, and it's just. Anyway, that was that was the one time in the soundtrack where I'm like, all right, let's just let's just go for it. Everything, yeah. everything all at once. That's yeah. awesome. It definitely feels like a wall of sound, which is really cool. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I love that. I love that kind of effect. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> Next right. up is my pick. Mm-hmm. Tested in the southern grasslands. Back to the grasslands with you. I just I, back. <laughs> I love these grassland tracks, <laughs> and I think you will too. So let's give it a listen. Yep. Welcome back to XVGM Radio's Slayin' 2 episode with Slayin' 2's composer, Matt Creamer. That track that we just heard was tested in the southern grasslands, and all I have to say to you, Justin, is bow, 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 b
FM bass all the way. <laughs> this was one of the first songs that I heard off of the soundtrack and was just like, whoa. Yo, he's throwing in some FM bass with the Mega Man X guitar lines. Like, whoa, what is happening here? Yeah. When we started listening to it, you were like, yo, listen to the bass. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. That was the first thing. I was like, yeah. yo, bass. <laughs> and yeah, no, I wasn't sure if that was an FM bass at first. But the more it went on, I was just like, yeah, no, the quality on that. I mean, for one, the quality is really good. I mean, I hear FM bass and... Now I, I am much more into a lot of it, but like if you had said, yo, FM bass like a year or two ago, it would have been like, oh man, it's going to be twarmpy. <laughs> but yeah. but oh, no, it, it was anything but, and it, it very thick quality, and I, I liked, I don't know if there was a filter on it or what, but there was something on the end of every bass note that was just like a chef's bow, kiss. Bow, yeah. Bow. yeah. Mm-hmm. And just those crazy guitars, the, the, there's a part where, you know, after that, Fatty Boom Batty bass line. <laughs> There's this part with the guitar where it's just kind of going all over the place, very like progressive styling. Like all over the neck of the guitar. Mm-hmm. And to hear that plus that bass line, it all really merges well together. I mean, I feel like we're just kind of repeating ourselves in a lot of ways. <laughs> so maybe we should just shut up and let Matt talk. So, yeah, probably, Matt, wh- yeah. what was your goal here with this <laughs> track? That's funny. The developer, I can distinctly remember, wanted this one to be a slower track. Because this, I think, if I recall, this is the grassland where it's like, it's kind of sunset in the background. So it's kind of almost nighttime, but not all the way. I and, think uh, so, yeah. He really wanted it to have some more, I don't remember his exact terminology, but I remember what I was trying to do with this one um, musically, other than slow it down. It, to me, this song reminds me of Transformers soundtrack. You know, when Unicron oh, is floating by, it's like, bam da dum dum bam da dum and so I was trying to do the exact same thing with my like it was a very similar uh, thing I was trying to go for. And then just hearing it back, it's funny. I can always hear. I don't know if you guys have ever written a song, but if anyone listening to this has ever written a song, sometimes you'll hear a note in your head or you, you're presented with a note and then you just know how to finish it because you can you can draw from other songs you've heard. And you just like, oh, it has to resolve itself like this. Well, one of the things I can hear in that is the Italy level from Double Dragon 3. I just know for a fact, like, in my head, I'm like, it has to sound like that thing from Italy level, Double Dragon 3. <laughs> I can't even hum it for you, but as soon as I hear it, and that's like, I know I just got pulled in that direction. Okay. That's just what it ended up being. And uh, the other thing, I wanted to do the Meshuggah thing where they always have the rhythm section will hit on the kick drum. Like, mm-hmm. it's always like, boom, boom. What do they know? So the kick drum's always hitting at the exact same time that the bass is. Right. The, musically, that's all I was going for with that track. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it is also one of the only tracks on the soundtrack where I actually use an actual synth bass, like not just an FM bass. I, I layered an FM bass in with it, but mm-hmm. and it's one of the only uh, tracks on the soundtrack where I'm like, all right, let's try some synth bass. And it's funny, I get myself all worked up when I'm making music where I'm like, hey man, if I add synth bass, they probably won't like it, probably won't go along with it. <laughs> right. And it's like I get all up in my own head like, oh, they're not going to like it. And then it, it ends up just sounding good in the soundtrack. Absolutely Th- did, yes. This sound for the bass specifically sounds so unique to the rest of the soundtrack. Mm. It really stands out. It's very pronounced. Like I said, there, yeah. there's that quality at the end that kind of sustains at the end of the, mm. the, the bass note that I, I haven't really heard in any of the other bass in, in this soundtrack. And I mean, even if, if, if I don't hear it again, I mean, I'll, I'll be partly sad, but at the same time, like <laughs> that is a really cool song. And also like, I know what song I want to go back to pretty frequently. There's other elements in the town that I forgot to talk about. Like, you can repair certain buildings that have been destroyed by some of the monsters. Mm. 
And if you do that, then you'll be able to get different things. Like there's different characters that provide different things to help you out. There's like shops and all different type of stuff that you can unlock. One of the things that you can access is if you've ever played Shovel Knight. Yes. Jake Kaufman has like a little minstrel character in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. That like will play the music if you find the music. The yeah, yeah. Right. And in Slayin' 2, there's also like a Matt Kramer <laughs> kind of little <laughs> character that is like the minstrel sort of thing. And uh, you can, you know, get music and play that too. Oh, that's so really cool. Very similar. I like that feature in a game to basically build the sound test into the fabric of the game itself right. and make it part of the game. So, All right, what's next? Yeah, next up we're going to go from Southern Grasslands to Graveyards, Curses, and the Undead. Ooh. That is the name of the track. Uh, a little little spooky. Spook. We're a little, little, little bit past Spooktober here, but yep. I'm always in the mood. Yeah, So let's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Give it a listen. Yeah, let's listen to Graveyards, Curses, and the Undead from Slain 2 by Matt Kramer. Rise from your graves. That was Graveyards, <laughs> Curses, and the Undead from the 2020 masterpiece that is Slain 2 by Matt Creamer. And oh boy. Oh man. Oh man, oh boy. So th- this one I picked because it is not exactly like them, but it really kind of reminded me of... There was a period of time where I listened to... It's not really a style of music. It's more of a style of performance, but I, I associate it with a style of music called Visual K. It comes out of, like, the J-pop, like, gothic... It's kind of like gothic J-pop. Yeah. J-rock, J-pop. They do up a whole lot of makeup, and they, they put on a big performance with their music. Uh, and, like, Malice Miser is the one that comes to mind. Hmm. Uh, they're, they're a kind of like a gothic rock, art rock outfit. I'm not sure if they're even still around. Hmm. But it's what came to mind when I heard this and was like, oh... Like I haven't, I haven't heard some of that stuff in a, in a while, so this is really cool. Mm. Are either of you familiar with any, I, any of that stuff? I've heard of them, but I actually heard Cradle of Filth. Okay, okay. I heard a lot of inspiration from a lot of their more like symphonic kind of gothic yeah, yeah. elements 
that could easily be paired up with your thing. So maybe oh, it's yeah. a combination of, of both, yeah. possibly. I've definitely heard some Cradle of Filth that, 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 that has that similar sound. Yeah. They're not my go-to, so I, I wouldn't yeah. have thought of them. But as soon as you mentioned them, I was like, oh, yeah, The beginning yeah. almost has like a Wednesday 13 kind of vibe mm-hmm. because it has like that spooky kind of, <laughs> you know, bit. But after that beginning, you know, this first couple of spooky notes, mm-hmm. it kicks off into this whole different thing yeah, yeah. that Matt's doing here. And so I see your aspects of it, but for whatever reason, when I was listening to it, it popped up in my head. I was like, oh man, this sounds like, especially like the transitions between like the more gothic imagery and the metal, like more mm-hmm. like metal type stuff. That's really what hit it for me. Yeah, yeah. Like I could picture like a choir kind of coming in mm. or like a female vocalist kind of coming in, you know, during those like more organ solos. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on our assumptions, Matt? <laughs> it's really fascinating to, to hear you guys explain it. And it's like, when I'm writing it, I don't actually visualize or, or form these thoughts in my head. But you guys are basically forming it for me. Like, that's basically exactly <laughs> what I was trying to do, even though I had no idea why I was doing it. Or what, Like, the graveyard visuals looked very spooky to me. And I was like, all right, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get that organ in here, that, like, mm. church organ. Mm. And I'm going to just... Once I heard the church organ, it's like everything fell into place after that. It's like, all right, can I slot that church organ into my protocol that I've been working on the whole soundtrack? It's like, I can. If I play my guitar and the church organ together, it sounds perfectly good together. So it's like, all right, there's your track. Mm-hmm. Like, So then you start thinking like, all right, what would Malmsteen do here? All right, a little harmonic minor here. And then you just it just becomes like, if I was trying to sound a little like Castlevania with this protocol, mm. what would it sound like? And then, yeah, like you said, it sounds like Visual K which I forgot was even a thing until you mentioned it. It's like, that's exactly what it sounds like. That's exactly oh. what it sounds like. Uh, and then, yeah, Little Cradle Fifth. I did manage to, I don't know if you guys heard, but right before the lightning bolt or the thundercrack, I did manage to scoot in just a little hint of a blast beat. And I always love doing that because <laughs> I feel like developers and producers would be like, get that out of here. You can't have that in a video yeah, game. No yeah. one wants to play a game of blast beats. It's like, but I keep trying to like yeah, yeah. toss it in just for like a quarter of a bar, you know, just like a little bit of blast beat. Can I have yeah. that? And they never, as long as it's in a sort of uh, crescendo, they never seem to call me on it. It's like, okay, okay, but if I came in hard and heavy, like Blast Beat right from the start, they'd be like, this song seems a little fast. Yeah, yeah. Know, but, yeah. We, we need to create so, a So yeah, game. I did manage to just <laughs> uh, just tap into a little black metal there for just a split second. Nice. One little thing before I forget, I'm <laughs> mentioning that Thundercrack. This was actually a really cool thing between uh, the developer and I. I saw in the level, in the background, because the, the game basically has like fighting game backgrounds. You're basically doing like same screen, like you said, like right. ease, but it's like he pictured it like fighting game backgrounds because they have some of the best pixel art of the eras, like, mm-hmm. you know, all the animations in the background of a fighting game. Mm-hmm. I noticed in the background of his level, he had thunderclaps going on and the whole sky would light up. And so I was like, is it possible if we can make sure a thunderclap always happens at that part in the song when I add the thunderclap? And so he's like, all right, give me the time index exactly when it happens. And so we've hard coded into the game now. Wow. Every time that thunderclap happens, there's a thunderclap in the background, and it looks so good when that's you know to look awesome. for it. That's awesome. Oh, man. That's badass. Yeah, that's that's great. That is fantastic. So before we get to my next pick, we have a little surprise for everybody. We're going to do our very first intermission. Oh, yes. And this is going to be like a way to shake off this soundtrack, because from the beginning of the soundtrack until where we're at right now, it's been balls to the wall. It, it has. Like, it, you've been punched in the face and groin repeatedly multiple times. So now it's time for us to just kind of shake things off a little bit. So we're going to play a track from the soundtrack called Goblin Builders Guild. It's 12 seconds long, (laughs) and it's the mightiest, chillest 12 seconds, the funkiest. I don't know. It's so out there for the rest of the soundtrack, but it's so good. I was like, where can I fit this in? So 
We're going to play Goblin Builders Guild for our intermission. So nice. sit back, relax, grab yourself a drink, but be quick because it's only 12 seconds long. Welcome back. That was our intermission. Our very first intermission that we've ever done. <laughs> Goblin Builders Guild was the name of the song. It was 12 seconds long. I love that whip crack right at right the, the end. end. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the way that it speeds up. Like, it speeds up slowly. It, it's kind of like an exponential thing. Like, you can tell it's speeding up slowly, and then as it gets towards the, the end of the, the 12 seconds, it starts speeding up more and more and more until it gets to that, that whip crack. I thing. can explain why. I like that. Oh. I, I can explain. So, I there doesn't need to be an explanation. It's just great. Oh, oh there's an explanation, Justin. <laughs> so, in the game, I already talked a little bit about, like, if you pay mm -hmm. the goblins, they will repair certain buildings that will get you like new abilities, like the ability to buy new abilities or to save certain people's homes or whatever, mm -hmm. stuff like that. So you pay the goblins, they show up at the houses and then do, 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 did it. And they're literally like building, rebuilding the building. So mm -hmm. it's going faster and faster because they're oh. speeding up, you know, finishing up the job. I love that like killer instinct hammer that they threw in, you know, the KI gold hammer from the title music the so matt kind of threw that in here with every you know obviously you know to represent the building of these buildings yeah but the whip crack at the end is just so solid i really wish like every song had a whip crack at the end it's like get back to work anyways what were you thinking on that one home improvement intro theme song oh my god that is fantastic uh, I was uh, just gonna say, oh no. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. oh man. And the whip crack at the end, I was trying to find a sound effect for high fives, couldn't do it. And so I just gave up. I said, all right, just I just need like a whip sound. I don't even know what I use, but the goblins, they build your thing and they're all tumbling around. There's like smoke everywhere and then yeah. it, it settles and then they high five each other. And that's just the, <laughs> the high five of it. And uh, Justin, you're right, it does speed up and. It doesn't speed up on like a smooth gradient. I actually just, towards the end of the song, I'm like, all right, I got four bars left. So uh, I split it into chunks like, okay, speed it up a bit on this one, then speed it up a bit more. Then at the very end, speed it up one last little bit. Yeah. Um, but that was the developer. He really wanted it to speed up as it was going. So it's like, all right, let's do it. Wow. Nice. I, I love it. it. It it makes for what what I consider a little bit of musical comedy. And, and I, I love <laughs> for sure. I love musical comedy because it's, it's not something that I see a whole lot like there's comedy music like mm. Flight of the Concord, Tenacious D, and stuff like that. But when you can make me laugh just by the things that you do with the music without, mm. without using words, whether you meant to or not, it always sticks with me. I have one complaint now. Now that I've heard what it's based on, I'm a little disappointed that instead of, <laughs> instead of the high five whip sound, it's just the Tim Allen grunt. Yeah, of course. Uh? Of course. <laughs> That would have been amazing if you sampled that and like pitched it, like changed it up a little bit so like it had a similar kind of snap to a high five, but it was just like seven or eight Tim Allens just like layered on top of each other, like all maybe uh. even like delayed, like slightly delayed. So it was like, uh, uh. <laughs> I snorted. It's in like, the director's cut, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> 
I love that home improvement theme song. That really gets me going. That's an invigorating track. You know, anytime I do anything around the house that's handy, anything at all, I run down to my office and literally blare that song as loud as I can. As loud as I can. That's amazing. It's not just a one-off. That song, it's just, it's permeating. It's, that's of course great. I'll do the home improvement theme song. Why else, what else would I even do here? Right, yeah, right. Yeah. No, 100% fair. So we hope you all enjoyed our very first intermission on the show. <laughs> 96 episodes in. <laughs> Let's move on to right. our next pick. All right, what you got? I have a track that I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. It's back to the grasslands. More grasslands. More right, grasslands. Monsters spotted in the grasslands this time. Again, from Slayin' 2, from our good pal, Matt Kramer. Welcome back. That was Monsters Spotted in the Grasslands. And that was by, I don't know if you know this, but our guest of honor, Matt Kramer. Oh, yeah. Spoilers. That guy. That guy. <laughs> Norin Rad. Oh, man. This is a shreddy little number. Oh, yeah. The, the so opening good. is just like, the opening tells you exactly what you're in for. That slide and squeal down the guitar. Yeah. And then just, if, if you aren't ready for your face to be melted off, then you, you're you deaf. What are you doing? Here? I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> How are you listening to this podcast if you're deaf? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's one of the first levels that I remember going back to. Mm. This one, for sure. It's a pretty by-the-books track and level, mm. as far as this goes. I mean... What else can I say about how awesome this soundtrack is? I'm trying to pinpoint specifically things to talk about for this track, and the one thing that stood out to me was the return to that more FM-tinged bass. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't quite as, like, slappy and, like, chunky as, like, the bow, bow, bow. Right, right. It wasn't that. It was much more like... Yeah, almost like a Steve Harris speedy number, so... What were you going for with this particular track? Yeah, like I said, this is one of the first levels. Uh, I, I don't know if all games are like this, but we basically wrote the soundtrack for this game 
in order of like the first track was the first level and it like basically all the way to the end of the game mm. track 33 on the soundtrack is the original pitch and that's where i'm like what if i use this guitar sound and these drums and this this and blah 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 like would that work and he was like yeah that sounds great so this was the literal first track i'd written with mm. that uh, protocol that I'd, I'd come up with in the original pitch for the game. So it's still a little raw. This is probably the rawest track in the game because, yeah, it's just it's all FM bass on this one. I hadn't figured out how to slot in or, or start using uh, real bass. And I'm using a synth sound here that's a sample of an actual synthesizer. So it's it's kind of something you'd hear on the PlayStation. Okay. Uh, where it's, you know, they're, they're not using a VST or an actual software synthesizer or hardware synthesizer. They're using a sample yep. of one note on a synthesizer. Oh, that's and, um, what that is. Okay. I was yeah. wondering what that, because there's that note in the background that's more like, it's just like, it feels like it's continuous. Yeah. Because I was paying so much attention to the melody, but in the back of my head, I was like, wait a minute, what is that in the background? One of the things I was just thinking of, you were talking about it, it was an FM bass. As you were saying that, I was like, oh, you know what the bass actually reminded me of? It's not FM bass at all, but it, remi it reminded me of the bass from Gradius 3 on the SNES. Oh, okay. Yeah. And like Konami. I, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I love, the, I love the, to the, the tonal quality on, like, I love that soundtrack. Um, and a lot of the reason I love that soundtrack is because the bass throughout it is very nice. Yeah. So that, that it just reminded me, like, that's that's kind of what this bass sounded like to me. So is it an FM bass or is it more? Yeah, yeah this, it is. This one's straight up FM bass, but it's not a uh, Sega Genesis FM bass. This one I, I remember very vividly using an actual DX7 software emulation of it so dx7 is basically like sega genesis their fm could only be four operators detailed and that doesn't need to make too much sense to you guys but it was based on the actual dx7 synthesizer that was used in like top guns highway to the danger zone really okay. classic that's yeah. like the dx7 in a nutshell is six op so it can be two operators more detailed than the genesis so hmm. i was using a more detailed fm base for this one actually off of a, a pack that keyboard player for toto released like as this dx7 literally you could plug in like cartridges to it and that's how you would get presets like huh. people would sell these commercial cartridges that have presets on it you plug it into your dx7 and then you could write all your stuff that way because it was hell to make your own patches on the dx7 like only lunatics could do it so that's why these, <laughs> these cartridges they were very very handy yeah. and a lot of the genesis stuff was straight up just used off those cartridges too so there's a lot of familiar sounds huh. i can't remember exactly what this sound was called but it was off the uh, the cartridge pack that the Toto keyboard player released <sighs> back in the day. That's, That's crazy. Awesome, yeah. Huh. Huh. Uh, one other little tidbit too. The actual pick slide on this is the only bit of live guitaring I did on the entire soundtrack. <laughs> I was wondering how you were able to duplicate that on like a more yeah. like. I, uh, I just I just assumed that that, was, setup. That, that that was real. Like yeah, I can't, I can't imagine how you would do that. I, how you would fake that? You just throw your cat on the keyboard. <laughs> And like, but like, do a butt scoot. Oh, jeez. So it's like, then you throw your keyboard out the window because yeah. that's gross. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, you know, just wipe it down afterwards, you know? Never clean. Forever unclean. Forever unclean. All right. Let's move on to my next track. We only have a few left, but we're going to make them worth it. We're going to make it last. This is going to be the long forgotten Ancient Library. The name alone evokes many a Metroidvania to me, or mm. a Gigavania, I'm sorry. So let's, uh, let's give it a listen.
Welcome back to our Slayin' 2 with Matt Creamer focus special guest episode, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. And things stuff. and cheese and <laughs> things stuff. and cheese and pickles. That was long forgotten ancient library. As I said, the name alone evokes, you know, Castlevania, mm-hmm. um, Time Spinner. The yes. song definitely does not fall into those, which uh, w- w- I'm, I'm kind of glad because... The beginning does. Um, well, the beginning a little bit. The beginning actually reminds me of uh, spe- a specific song. There's a band called Switchblade Symphony. There's a song called... Uh, they have a song called Gutter Glitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's not exact in any way, shape, or form, but the opening to this really kind of evokes that song in hmm. me. And then, and then it kicks into this wicked, fast synth playscape mm. uh, I, I don't I don't even know how to describe it like it just takes off and uh, I'm glad that it stands apart from the the track name made me think of because mm. uh, I mean obviously I have not played this so I, I'm not sure you know what what goes on at this point mm-hmm. but yeah, I haven't gotten to this part yeah yeah it, yeah it sounds really cool and I I love the 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 thickness of the the synth mm-hmm. that kind of just comes in and it's just like I said it's off like a shot. He threw in that sweeping like white noise yeah. techno white noise yep. thing to the <laughs> thing. It's which, all over the soundtrack. Which I, I totally <laughs> caught it this time. But what I was going to say is you mentioned Time Spinner. Yeah. And I totally picked up on that in that beginning to the point where my very first question to you, Matt, about this one is did you actually use any kind of PlayStation era uh, synths? Because when we spoke with Jeff Ball, the composer on Time Spinner, he went into great lengths about the process that he had to go through to make that soundtrack to the point where he he was staring at pictures of Mishiri Yamane's setup that were from like <laughs> Japanese magazines or oh, whatever. Wow. And you remember this yeah. this conversation that we had with him? Ago. It was like four <laughs> years ago. And that's how he found out about it. He basically took that, looked it up, looked up all the modules and all the information about it, and used that so that he could piece together the PlayStation 1 sound. Now, I don't think you did that, <laughs> but... I'm curious as to how you got that tone so similar. It's not exact, but it feels more of an inspired by than an Mm -hmm. actual, like, completely ripped tone. So how did you get that? God dang, you guys have good questions. That that's actually such a spot on question. It's ridiculous. So congratulations to you guys. Because uh, yeah, that you pick up on it. I don't know. You guys actually do listen to the music. You're not just phoning it in like you have intelligent questions. So yes. And by the way, I've done the exact same thing as um. What you say? Uh, the Jeff Ball. Name. Yeah. Jeff. Uh, I did the exact same thing where you look at all those old pictures. You'd be like, well, what the hell were they doing? Because Iku Mizutani apparently I just read recently. Uh, Shatterhand composer. For those that don't know. Um. He would he wrote his own engine that could take MIDI notes from his actual modules and convert it to NES music, and that's mm-hmm. how he was writing his NES music. So it's like, goddamn, what modules was he using? And yeah. so you, what you would do is you'd look up pictures of him. Who was he using that one? Was he using the Roland freaking this or <laughs> yeah. whatever thing he's using? Um, so yeah, it's it's the exact same process. So uh, for that synth sound, like I said, with that PlayStation, I used like a sample of, of a, a synth that would fit with like the PlayStation thing. And I actually, I wanted to know what synthesizer it was that it was originally sampled from in the exact same way. And I couldn't find it. Oh. So I actually went on to like a Reddit forum, like a Reddit synthesizer guru forum, like for synth heads and maniacs mm. and stuff. And I actually posted the sound. I'm like, 
what synthesizer do you think they made this sample from? And no one could answer me, even though I thought, I thought like, this should be super easy for you guys. Yeah. Um, so I had to, I had to basically go through all of my synths because I have a lot of emulated synths and yeah. some of them are really accurate and try and find any, like go through presets and presets till I'm like, does that sound like what I'm looking for? Because believe it or not, that synth sound, it's, it's like on that particular synth, I, I believe it's like the Sem, uh, Oberheim Sem V or something. It's, uh, our mm. Tria does a really good emulation of it. What they have is basically two oscillators that play at the same time. So an oscillator for all intents and purposes, like a square wave on your NES. And, okay. And so they can have two going at once. And a big thing with synthesizers, uh, was that you would detune one just a bit. And so they play at the same time, but one was just a little detuned, and then suddenly you get a really lush chorus sort of sound. Um, and so what what's going on with that sound in the the PlayStation was they're basically out of tune for a split second, and then they're in tune. So it's like you get this little huh. little bit of a pluck at the start of out of tune, and then it goes right into tune. And so once I found out the sem was what was doing that, or like there's there's presets at least on that synthesizer that sounded like what I was looking for. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna use that to write some leads now on this song. So I'm not using the samples I was using anymore because I don't think those samples could have held up to that sort of, it was supposed to be, you know, long forgotten ancient library. And I don't just want some beep, 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 like PlayStation right. synth sound. Like it has to sound a little more grandiose. So I needed it to be lush sounding. That's where the pursuit, I had to go and find like, can I, I, I wanna, I wanna have it stand on its own because in this mm. song, the guitar, takes a little bit of a backseat and the synths are basically playing a lot of the main riffs for the track. The other reason for that, uh, if you guys haven't been to the level, it's like kind of a hidden level. I don't think it's part of the canon, like progress of the game. Mm -hmm. It's like an offshoot level, but it's Pixel Licker definitely has like Japanese like uh, anime influences. Like he loves anime. We talked about anime all the time when we were <laughs> uh, prototyping the game. And uh, so, you know, anime would always do that thing different than the West. West would do like D&D. &D. You're just like, a, you know, there's lanterns and there's this and that, but there's never any robots that just come into your medieval right. world. But Japan was always like, and then there's robots for some reason. Yeah, in Japan, yeah. <laughs> or in like in medieval times and wizards yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so this was an example of where it's like there's a huh. robot or like a, you know, long forgotten ancient library, but there's robots in it, kind of like Castle in the Sky. Uh, yeah. Lap you to like similar stuff. So or there's even like Chrono robots Trigger. inside this. Mm. Like Gato yeah, exactly, from exactly, Chrono exactly. Yeah. So that's why I was like, it's got to be heavy synth on this one because there, there literally is just a giant robot in that level that looks like the robot character you can unlock, but it's like an evil one or something. Mm. I, I can't really remember. So oh, that's cool. So it's like synths. Let's go with synths on this one. Let's do it. <laughs> Absolutely. That's so cool. There's yeah. so many hidden things in this game that you can, yeah. depending on how you go about defeating the enemies, you can unlock a specific amount of treasure chests. Hmm. And the treasure chests have keys and 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 different like spells and and things that you can get in vulnerability speed all that sort of different things but then there's also the musical selections that you can get that you could play from Norin the the street composer right. in the in the town there Yo, I'm from the streets man from the streets <laughs> And then there's uh, there's some other stuff that you can get too. Uh, like there's secrets. So at the end of mm -hmm. each level, it'll tell you like how many secrets you unlocked or whatever. Oh. And again, the, the the object of the game is repetition, playing through levels multiple times to try to unlock it. I haven't figured out how to unlock like everything in each level. Like there's some levels that I I have unlocked everything, mm -hmm. but it there's so much going on in this game at the same time. <laughs> plus with the music going crazy, like it's it's hard to pick up on when you got something you didn't get before. Gotcha. So playing through the levels multiple times, it's, it kind of, it at some point in time, it'll like trigger like, Oh, okay. I just picked up 
the little musical note thing. So yeah. that means that I'll get a, a musical soundtrack thing. Nice. So it'll tell you at the end of, uh, of each level. Okay. It's just something I thought I'd add. Speaking of <laughs> hidden things. Yeah, yeah. But you should definitely talk to Jeff Ball because uh, he got the hookup. I don't know what he did, but <laughs> if you listen to Time Spinner's soundtrack... It's mm-hmm. straight, like, to the point where Justin was, I remember you picked that one song off that soundtrack oh, that we played yes. for him. And we were like, yo, this is Symphony of the Night. <laughs> like, this is straight up Chapel or whatever. Yo, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. All right, my pick. Yeah, your last yeah. track. My last track already? Oh, man. Okay, well, <laughs> Charging the Volcano is my next pick and my last pick. Make sure you charge it all the way up. All Charge that, you better charge that volcano. This is such a mic pick, by the way. Oh, for sure. 100% this is a mic pick. So enjoy. Get your faces melted. Welcome back. That is my final pick. Whoo boy. Charging the Volcano. So good. By uh, Nico McBrain from Iron Maiden. <laughs> uh, really channeling your Iron Maiden with this track, especially the drums. That's like straight up Nico McBrain drumming. I assume that that was your, that was your goal. You were like, I'm going to write a song for Mike. Is what he did. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. I mean, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I doubt it. You're 100% correct, as it turns out. Yes, yes. I knew it. I knew he wrote a song just nice. for me. What would you think about this one, Justin? Oh, man. I mean, he, he, he was saying, like, <laughs> as we went in, he was like, this is such a mic pick. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm, I, I'm getting ready. And I, I, I was mostly prepared. But, yeah, no, that was absolutely <laughs> a mic pick. There's no surprises there. Yeah. My face was melted off with a cheese grater. That's, uh, th- that's, that's what it feels like. I don't know what it is about that beat. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I love Iron Maiden so much. But just <laughs> like the... Like ending on such like a... Like that final hit. Yeah. It's so 
enunciated. And I think that's what really draws me in, maybe as a drummer, mm -hmm. but also as a Maiden fan. So yeah, yeah. no clue. But, I can see that. Yeah. It was balls to the wall from start to finish. For so. sure. <laughs> all about charging the volcano. So what about this one in all seriousness? Well, I know we, we were just channeled the same thing there. You know, it's it's common between all metal heads. That you just, uh, <laughs> you know, when you dip into that, you know what you're dealing with. And uh, it's just riffs. Get the riffs going here. I can't remember specifically what I was doing with this one. I know he wanted it to be hard. He wanted it to be fast. And so it's like, if you give me the green light to go fast, it's like, <laughs> all right, let's go goddamn fast. Watch you know, out. I'm not messing around. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but I do, I've learned enough that I can't go as fast as I want. The final boss theme in this game, I did get to go basically as ridiculous as I wanted. Interrupting the sacrifice. That's the one where I'm like, hey, okay, just, it's the final boss track. Come on, you let me go as hard as I want, right? Yeah, yeah. But this one, you know, I wanted to keep it like within reason. Like here's just a as fast zippy track. But I do think with this track, it was kind of like reliving. This is what the track I always wanted to write when I was 15 years old. Hmm. And uh, I finally got to write this track for a reason. And, um, you know, as I got older, I was always like the fastest guitar player of my friends. And so whenever I would jam with my friends, they couldn't play the stuff I wanted to play. Mm. And so we just always had to kind of water it down or play something I didn't really want to play. I always wanted to do fast palm, and like, dun, 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 dun. like I want to go as fast as humanly possible. Right. And no one, no one could really do that and keep up with me. So I didn't jam with a lot of people as a result. And then there was some point around when I turned 20, I had like this thing called the pod XT and it was for recording your guitar into the computer and it had like amp simulators in it and uh i updated the firmware on it at one point and it just flashed all of the presets that i'd oh. written myself oh, and no. um and i had to redo them from scratch and they they changed a lot of the amps so i couldn't even remake them hmm. so uh that hit me so hard i basically retired from guitar hung up the guitar and that's when i started just doing chiptunes as my main type of music because i'm like huh. i don't like the way these tones sound so much that I won't even play the guitar anymore. I'll just I'll just write chip tunes because I have the ideas in my head hmm. that have to get out one way or the other. And so it went for like six years, from 2005 to 2011. It was all chip tunes. Yeah. And uh, so I had I'd not played guitar for many many years. And so with this soundtrack, when I found out I could actually create guitar riffs on the keyboard and have them sound exactly like what I wished I could be playing on guitar, it was like this is exactly what I've always wanted to write. This song right here was like. Huh. That was me as 15 years old, incarnate, that track. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, and I, I really like the repetition on the like the, the main the main melody theme that, 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 that happens mm -hmm. in there. It's a good lick, and I, I'm glad we got to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Well, I guess we're at the end. We got your final pick, and then that's it. And I'm a little bummed because I wish you picked more songs, but then the episode would be really, really, really long. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So, and it's it, it it is late, and I'm already getting loopy. So, yeah. if, if we if we pick more songs, we, we, I would be incoherent. And we, we could just talk about home improvement some more. But <laughs> the, the rest of the, the home improvement just... stream when? Let's do it, boys. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, let's move into your final pick. Okay, my final pick is the best performance of your life, Aww. and that's the name of the track. Oh. <laughs>
Uh, welcome back. That was the best performance of your life. Ah, refreshing. Very refreshing. Like a fresca. Like a, like a fresca. Like a medieval fresca in the night. <laughs> Absolutely. Great song. I'm guessing this is probably like the closing credits or something. It, it That's feel, what I was thinking. feels kind of like a closing credits. It feels very anime to me. Mm. Oh, I could see that. That's an inconsequential thing to say, really, because anime music is like runs the gamut so mm. it, it's all over the place but like needs more Japanese vocals yeah yeah female Japanese vocals I was gonna say like it, it feels kind of like a DBZ ending theme oh yeah I could see that yeah well that fits a lot more especially with the anime influences no this, this was very whimsical it was very upbeat I really enjoyed the the thick bass that was in there mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff going on so again it's, it's one of those things like it's not necessarily subtle but because of the layers that we have going on here mm-hmm. it, it's not really that pronounced but I hear it. I appreciate it. I hope you feel seen. (laughs) (laughs) I heard a lot of movie soundtrack in this and a lot of Jake Kaufman in this Hmm. for some odd reason. Like the ending to Double Dragon Neon comes to mind, even Uh, though that's a lot more silly and (laughs) slapsticky, but it has the essence of you did it. You beat the game, you know, and I feel like you really channeled that aspect of Jake's work a little bit when it comes to end themes or end credits or that sort of thing. Like, you know, it's kind of tongue in cheek in a way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that kind of what you were going for? Oh, yeah. There's genres to video game music, especially all of us growing up playing like 8 bit, 16 bit, even 32 bit. Mm-hmm. You know, you just know what an ending should sound like to a game and <laughs> it should have like. Even I, as a like, comp- like I'm a pretty, I write very melancholic, bombastic, weird sort of stuff. But even I know an ending theme song or like <laughs> credits should have like a nice resolution to it. And so it's it's really easy to just tap into that when you know it's the end credits. And and yeah, you guys are right. I named the track the best performance of your life um, because uh, the the developer he likes to add just a nice little detail who to his game. So at the end of this game, if you get the good ending, you save the king. Everyone in the town, you've you've built up the town so everyone's houses are built again. Yeah. There's like a big concert that's held at the end of the game. And you basically walk while the credits are going all the way to this big stage at oh, the cool. end. And it's like all medieval, so it's built out of wood and stuff. But mm. they pull the curtains back and like all the characters from the game are on the stage. And they're playing music for the crowd of all the people in the town. Oh, that's and awesome. And so this is basically like the song that they're playing for all the people and and i don't know why but i just i was like all right it should sound kind of like some 41 like i was just trying to <laughs> okay to write right with that in mind you know like huh. the, the similar sort of late 90s or early 2000s sort of guitar tendencies that's kind of what i was going for anyways that's a for very japanese game take in terms of not the soundtrack but the idea of characters in the game mm playing with musical instruments i mean they did it Mm -hmm. in some of the promo art for rondo of blood Mm. castlevania they oh really yeah they they had uh richter holding a guitar and i think maria was holding a microphone if i recall yeah and then they also uh if you've ever played Battlemania daiginjo which is troubleshooter 2 in the options if you go into the options there's a sound test like a music test and Mm -hmm. there's chibi versions of the characters and they're all playing like the instruments of the different like Genesis, you know, hardware layers. Huh. So you'll have one character playing drums, one character playing something else, you yeah, know, yeah. one. So I don't know why, but like Japanese developers specifically do a lot of that. So that's really cool that he kind of took inspiration from that and kind of merged it yeah. in with the soundtrack yeah. sort of. 
Yeah. I also think it's funny how two times in as many days uh, I have had a reference to Sum 41 in video game music, and I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. But <laughs> I was playing walkabout mini golf in VR with some friends yesterday, and we, we ended up talking about a song in a game that sounded like Sum 41. Mm. So it was just very, very odd. You know what <laughs> happens? That. If tomorrow or sometime in the very near future something comes up about some forty one again, I'm gonna get a fat lip. That or you're gonna summon some forty one. <laughs> or that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three times in a row. But yeah, no, that's pretty cool. Yes. Well that's slaying two. Great game, great soundtrack. This is gonna be near impossible to pick our favorites. But no, I've this, is, <laughs> this is the time of the episode where we do such a thing. My pick is the Tested in the southern grasslands. The fatty boom batty bass. Yes, 100%. Same. Bow, bow, bow. That, bow, 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 bow. Yeah, that was a, a really good pick. I think my second favorite is probably my, my Graveyard's Curses in, in the Undead track. It was, oh, it, was that the one I was like getting giddy? No, no, that wasn't the one I was getting giddy about. I think that was Showdown with a Giant Dragon. Yes, that's my second favorite. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. What about you, Matt? What's your favorite of these picks that we picked? Of these picks, oh, that's tough. You know, I don't even. He's gonna say I, Goblin you know, Builders probably, Guild. I was gonna I'd say probably, that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, or is it just a home improvement theme song? I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe long forgotten ancient library. Uh, I think oh. of these ones. Uh, okay. Listening to them all back again. That one, I, you know, I kind of, I must have channeled something. I don't know what I was going for. It, it felt the most nostalgic for me. Nice, nice. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, Matt, as always, thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. And this was a long time coming, but I'm glad we finally got to sit down and talk about Slaying 2. Thanks to the developer as well for hiring you. I hope he paid you lots and lots of money for this epic soundtrack. What is going on with you? What are you working on right now? And what can you talk about? Well, I don't have a lot going on, so I can talk about whatever I want. Um, <laughs> nice. The... Uh... I have one project on the go for NES music, actually, of all things, coming out. So uh, NES is coming. I'm doing more NES music. Oh, my I can't goodness. Believe it. I'm stoked. <laughs> yeah, so that's going to be, uh, I hope we start that before the start of the new year. But uh, I don't know. I don't know how it goes on the other end. So I'm just waiting for them to give me the paper. I'll sign it. And we'll get going. But, you know, in the meantime, what I've been doing is nonstop, like, streaming uh, my comedy show, which is, like, basically stand-up comedy for people that, like, retro video games (laughs) (laughs) he does this thing on twitch where it's a very elaborate setup from what i've seen if you go on his twitch so we'll leave links down below and you stream for like a good long while if i recall like a couple hours at a clip oh dude it's like nowadays it's eight hours straight it's basically eight hours of improv comedy (laughs) with a very elaborate like stupefyingly elaborate graphical setup Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's amazing what you can do with a green screen, but uh, yeah. I, I basically, when the lockdowns happened, I didn't really have a lot of work going on, and I needed something to do with all that creativity, so I basically channeled the full might of my uh, ridiculous music writing tendencies and put it all into graphics. Hmm. You know, I, I want to make this stream sort of fun to watch at any given point. I'm not like the... Uh, there's like genres to streaming where people are just playing a game and you're quite, kind of hanging out with them. But I, I really do try and make it like a show. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a, a really long freaking show. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's basically that's the longest project I've ever been a part of is that show. So it's my pride and joy right now. It's kind of what I work on the hardest. But, you know, the, the music is what pays the bills. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. 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 Very cool. Awesome. Before we go, man, I really uh, appreciate you guys having me on for this. I know, Mike, we've been talking about having this one on just 
uh, fate didn't align back in the day, and you know that I totally understand. But I'm I'm glad that you still kept with it, and even after all these years, you're like, no, we want to talk about that game. Yes, I, I really appreciate you uh, giving me a chance to relive this soundtrack because it really is. In a lot of ways, it was the last soundtrack I ever wrote because I, I haven't written a full-length soundtrack since this one. And I feel like if more people heard it or knew about it, like maybe it would lead to other soundtracks. But it really did feel like it kind of got buried in the snow somehow. Uh, and so it's just it's nice for you guys to actually let me uh, have a little chance to talk about this one again. Yeah, for sure. I remember talking about this one quite a bit when it came out. So, yeah, you keep creating and we'll keep having you on. So yeah. We're, Heck yeah. We're, we're stoked for uh, more NES Norn Rad. Absolutely. Stoked for that. So thanks again. <laughs> thanks a lot, guys. So we'd like to take a moment to thank our Patreon patrons, without whom this show's continued improvement would be impossible. They are Cam Worma, Jordan and Anson Davis, Rage Cage, Kung Fu Carlito of the Heroes 3 podcast, Scott McElhone, Chris Myers, Scott Brackett, Brad Austin, Chris Murray, Llama Adam, Marcus Stewart, Nick Davis, and Ryan McPherson. If you would like to become a patron, you can sign up at patreon.com slash xvgmradio. There you can see the different tiers as well. Just $1 gets you a thank you at the end of the show and access to our monthly live shows. You can visit our website, xvgmradio.com, where you can listen to all the episodes and learn more about your hosts, as well as any of our guests or composers that we've had on the show. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can always email us at xvgmradio at gmail.com. If you've liked what you've heard, please consider giving us a review on iTunes. You can join our Facebook group and chat with other VGM lovers at facebook.com slash groups slash xvgmradio, where we talk about everything from current game news to sharing awesome VGM tracks or just talking about the podcast itself. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle on both of those sites is at xvgmradio. If you don't have any other social media or just want to try something unique, check us out on our Discord group chat. Links will be in the show notes. All right, so Justin, in one month, we're coming back with episode 97, and we are being joined once again by one of our favorite people, other than Matt, one of our favorite people <laughs> who's coming back. Yeah, so episode 97 is going to be the first episode of 2023, and anybody who's been listening to the show for more than two years knows that we start every new year with a special episode with Nico Tengoku. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about Super Famicom exclusives. SNES, but only in Japan. So, so SFC. So SFC, exactly. That's right. Games that only came out in Japan. There's some amazing Japanese exclusive soundtracks and we're going to dive deep into them. I know Nico's bringing the fire on this one, so oh. it's going to be great. <laughs> and it's going to be silly. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's going to be a good time. We're going to ring in the new year as we have and should. Absolutely. All right. Well, this is Mike. And Justin. Signing off for XVGM Radio. All right. You have uh, you've returned. I don't know if you knew that, but you have. You have returned to You're XVGM back. Radio. You are back. Welcome back. That was long. Nope. No, it wasn't. No, that was not long. <laughs> it's because I saw your stupid cursor. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it's not my cursor. Whose cursor is that? Is that Matt's cursor? That is. It's Matt. It's Matt's fault. <laughs> I have a cursor. Where'd my cursor come from? <laughs> All oh. right. Uh, welcome. <laughs>